All right, welcome in everyone to episode Wes. I don't know if this is number nine or number ten. I've lost track at this point, but anyways, episode nine or ten of the Dirt Racing and the Bluegrass Live podcast. I'm Josh Chastain. I'm in Richmond. Uh, Wes Lanham. He's uh, he's over in Campbellsville. Wes, we've got a whole lot to get to on tonight's show. I'm I'm excited about this one, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've already got a few people on here uh, with us this evening. Uh, so, so like I said, man, really looking forward to tonight's show. We're going to have Stephen Harp on here in just a second. Michael Chilton on with us. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Yes, I'm super excited. Uh, glad you're back from your uh, vacation uh, trip with the family that you took. And uh, hate that we uh, missed last week, but that's good. Uh, we've we've got an action-packed show ready for uh our fans and listeners tonight and uh just really looking forward to it man ready to go yeah i'm right there with you and thank you i did i had a good trip we went out to sedona arizona and and saw some different landscape over there it was a great trip a good time with family but definitely glad to be back on the podcast here with everybody this evening uh thank you everyone for tuning in with us we've already got quite a few people on here i can tell you Wes. i mean what the number that's always displayed on my screen is not accurate as far as the number of people watching. Like that's something we've talked about. And I think it's because we get some people on the group, some people on the page, but anyways, wherever you're watching, thank you for watching uh, on here with us. Uh, I do want to ask you real quick, just b before we get started, like I said, we've got some big, big topics coming up and, and a lot of fun we're going to have here on the show this evening. Uh, if you don't mind, just share this with your friends real quick and uh, help us get a few more people on here. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, because uh, because we're going to go ahead and get started with everything right now. We're not going to waste uh, any any time uh, whatsoever with uh, getting right to the action tonight. Wes, I went to Rock Castle this uh, this past weekend, and um, great racing all night. They started early, got us out early. Overall, it was just uh, it was a great event. The the track. One of the things I can say about Rock Castle Speedway is. It's always the same. It seems like the way uh, Brian Roberts prepare, prepares that surface uh, just seems like it's always the same. And, and Saturday night was a good night. Uh, I was actually – I'm going to bring Stephen Harp onto the show right now. Uh, Stephen, I'm going to tell you, man, I was actually walking out of the racetrack, to be honest with you, on Saturday night. Had my six-year-old with me. And uh, I don't know. I think most six-year-olds are probably this way. He definitely is. But he was just ready to go. And so we were walking out of the racetrack. He was aggravating me to death and uh, walking out of the pits. And I looked over my shoulder and I'm like, Stephen Harp's winning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, man, we got to wait here for a second. Like, we got to watch this. Um, I just, man, I, and I, I messaged you after the, after the show, but I just thought it was, it was, it was so cool and um, such an awesome thing. It, it made my night to see you uh, pick up that win on Saturday night. Man, I'm right there with you, brother. Uh, you know, I've I've raced side by side with you multiple different times at uh, at Richmond, and it uh it was definitely unexpected. Like I said uh, I've done a lot of work on the car Saturday Friday night. Uh, me and uh, Mr. Tim Coffee spent a good eight nine hours uh, redoing that car. Uh, just definitely unexpected. I uh, hated to see how it ended there at the end. Um, thankfully, hard, uh, he was all right. He didn't get too hurt or anything like that um but it was it was definitely a fun time yeah it was man but i i tell you and, and like it just it really i think what made it what what just 
the reason it, it just it made me so happy seeing you out there is, is because, like you said, I mean, we started racing at the same time uh, in the same division. And I told you on Saturday night, men, most people, man, I, I, I truly believe this, for each and every guy out there on the track, have most people have no idea the blood, sweat, and tears, the commitment it takes to be able to make – happen what happened with you winning that feature on saturday night oh you're you most definitely the right there man it uh it takes a lot of time in the shop uh it takes a lot of time away from family uh it takes a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of bust knuckles and a lot of words that we ain't gonna say on here uh it, it definitely <laughs> definitely takes a lot of effort it man you know as well as i do it's never just one person i mean i've got a i'm got a couple couple people that helped me out quite a bit um if it wasn't for those people and and for those buddies and friends and stuff that help out i mean there's there's no way you could do this every weekend it's it's definitely a lot of work yeah that's that's for sure man it, it is and uh and so it just i know it has to make uh, that that win um extra special for sure and you're you're tougher than i am uh, that's why you're still racing and I'm doing a podcast. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but very deserving. I have to ask you, cause it was, I, I mean, I was kind of going through it in my mind. You, you mentioned it, you know, we, we race side by side and, and what always made me, uh, you know, like you as a driver and, and, and as a person was, um, you, you could, some people do this thing and, and they do it, do it the right way. And, and you, you know, you can race with them and, and, uh, you, you were always clean. And, uh, I noticed a lot of the drivers and people comment and stuff on the post. You got a lot of respect from your competitors here in the sport. And, uh, so I know that's a big deal, but I have to ask you under that caution there before the race ended, you had some green flag laps coming, you were in the lead, what was going through your mind, like coming back to green there as you were making those last few green flag laps? Like, were you nervous? What What were you thinking? What What was going on there? Uh, man, to, to be 100% honest, the only thing that went through my mind, and it went through it probably a thousand times in those few laps, I just kept telling myself, don't overdrive it. Don't, don't overdrive it. Don't overdrive it. That's all I was really worried about because, man, when you get out there and out there out front like that, it just – you, you want to win so bad, especially whenever you ain't ever won one. Uh, I said, I just, I was just kind of trying to concentrate on my line that that 17 car had me a little nervous there at the beginning. Cause, uh, I had been racing side by side with him for probably a good seven or eight laps. And, uh, whenever we come back to the green there, I just kept telling myself, don't overdrive it. Don't overdrive it. Cause uh, the track slicked off. It, it slicked off quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, I never, I never got over three quarters of throttle at the end of that race. I mean, there was just, there was no way to. Yeah. No, that's all I kept telling myself. Just don't overdrive it and <laughs> make sure I hit my lines. <laughs> yeah, I, I could imagine, man, because I can, I can see myself spinning it right there. No doubt, that's what would have happened if it was me behind the wheel. But uh, tore all to pieces. Uh, hey, Wes, uh, you got yeah. anything? Just want to congratulate you. Um, I hate that. I wasn't able to be there. I knew that Josh was going to be able to make the trip up to uh, or down for him uh, to uh, Rockcastle Speedway Saturday, and looked like a good car count throughout the throughout the field uh, in all the classes. And uh, for you to get your first victory there and and uh, get to enjoy that in victory lane, that's that's something special. And uh, just congratulations, man. 
Yep, I, I very much appreciate that, man. Like I said that was that's my first feature win I've ever had. Um, I've I've won a few key races here and there. Um, it was kind of even more special. It was out there at Rock Castle, to be honest with you. Um, I've I've turned a lot of laps at that track. As uh, as everybody knows, the mini socks are that's about the only track around here that runs them on a on a consistent basis. And I run mini stocks the last two years. Um, I actually won the points championship at Rock Castle last year. And never even I never won a feature race out there, and I won the points championship. Uh, it's my first year in the street stocks, and and I've I've had a little bit of a rough year. Uh, I've I'm on I believe I'm on my fourth motor this year. Um, I just got it put back there, got a new one put in it about I don't know probably about a month ago or so. Uh, I've only run it a couple times, so it was it was definitely a good feeling. Uh, like I said the only thing that I didn't really didn't really like about it i'd I'd like to finish those last few laps there um it's kind of funny josh that you mentioned the the racing clean thing it really uh it kind of drove me crazy that we didn't get to finish those last couple of laps i hated to see that happen but um i got into matthew norman there right at the end uh him and him and mr Hanshell got together and spun out there in one and two and uh I kind of drove across the front of his car. He he come up in front of me. And I was trying to go around him to miss him, and it was just the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's it's kind of funny that you say that because I went and found Mr. Norman on the way out after that race, and just to to make sure and touch base with him and let him know it wasn't anything like that on purpose, and let him know if he needed anything. All he's got to do is let me know. I just I, I don't like running people over. I mean, it's, we know it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. I know pe- people take a lot of pride in their stuff. So it's, uh, it's definitely been a good feeling. I uh, wish my son would have been there for it, but I made the decision to tell mama to leave him at home that night. Cause he was, he was supposed to be a little bit cold that night. So, uh, yeah. that's, has he it, put the check down yet? Yeah, he finally put it down. <laughs> he still ain't let me put it hanging on the wall yet. He'll he'll still grab it and run around with it every once in a while. But he's he's probably watched that video. You know, uh, old Jeff records all of those and and posts them on YouTube uh, for uh, Race Rumble. He's he's probably watched that video at least a half a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bet he has, and it, it's a cool thing. And no, I mean, uh, you know racing racing stuff's going to happen there with what you were talking about with uh, matthew norman and you know those things are are going to happen it's just uh, it's just part of it as far as the racing and early all that stuff man you don't it it, it you know you don't have anything to 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 regret there you a good job you put yourself in a position to win and uh congratulations you you've done something that a lot of us couldn't, couldn't do and so uh, that's a big deal. Did you get a, a victory lane interview on on Saturday night? No, we didn't even do an interview, man. They were uh, everybody was too too busy worried about Harley, which is which is where they should have been at uh, with that hit he took there at the end. Uh, I said it really didn't didn't bother me any. I was just happy to to be able to get that check to get that checkered flag. Um, they were over there where they needed to be at. They needed to be checking on Harley and. They made sure he was okay. Uh, track crew, track crew done a very good job on on taking care of him, and that's that's definitely where they needed to be. Yeah, they didn't need to be be worrying about the winner of that race. Yeah, I understand that too, and and I agree with you for sure, hundred percent. Well, Stephen, uh, since you didn't get to on Saturday night, um, I do want to give you a chance before we let you go, just to to uh, we're gonna we're gonna pretend this is a Victor Lane interview. A lot of people on here watching, I'm gonna give you a chance to thank all the people you need to you need to thank that make this possible for you. 
Oh yeah, most definitely. I appreciate that. Uh, I do have a, a couple of little sponsors that help me out quite a bit. Uh, Hackworth racing. Uh, if it wasn't for them, I just live right down the road from them with Alan Hackworth and, and Alan Hackworth junior and senior, uh, AKA pit daddy. Everybody, just about everybody knows him. Uh, they, they helped me out a ton. Um, Tim coffee helped me out. Like I said, he helped me out a lot this last week on getting the setup done on the car. Uh, finished first designs. Um, he actually done the, uh, the graphics and everything that are on my car. Um, he's got stickers all over it. He done a, done a real good job on it. Uh, Mr. Josh Smith runs that company. If, if y'all need anything, make sure you head up him. Um, he, he does very good work and he makes, makes it very timely and, and as easy as he can to, to be able to do anything like that on, on your vehicle. So if you need any, any wraps or anything like that, definitely help him out uh man that's to be honest with you that's about all the all the sponsors i got everybody my, all my buddies and stuff like that uh you know who you are i appreciate your help uh one more thing before i go uh just in case nobody does know about it here uh not this weekend but next weekend you got a big race coming up at rock castle uh it'll actually be a kdra uh chew on the jerky super stock race uh it'll be a two-night event friday and saturday night i believe friday night's uh 1250 to win and saturday night's 5000 to win it'll be our uh big show ending show for the year at richmond raceway uh if you get a chance come on out watch it uh they're also going to be broadcasting it on flow sports so uh if you can't come on out and watch get on flow sports and Watch the action. Should be a good car count. I know we had 24 out last week. Um, we're going to probably, probably should. I figure we'll probably hit about 30 next weekend uh, here in Richmond. So if you can, get out sports your local racetrack. And Josh, Wes, I very much appreciate y'all's time, guys. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we'll be here if you need anything. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thank you for joining us again. Congratulations. And we'll, uh, we'll see you soon at the racetrack. Yes, sir. I very much appreciate it. Y'all have a good afternoon. You too. Thank you, Stephen. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. All right, Stephen Harp here. Wes, like I said, man, when he won on Saturday night, I thought, you know, it's a perfect time uh, to get a local driver on here with us for a few minutes on the podcast. That's something we want to do is promote local racing, local racers, and uh, such a cool deal, awesome thing to see somebody pick up their first win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you uh... – told me that you'd contacted him and uh, said you were bringing him on tonight. Uh, I was excited. I mean, that's that's a very special uh, deal for him to get his, his first uh, feature victory. Um, and, and it was cool that, that you were there that night as well and, and had your son with you. So, I mean, that's that's something that, that you all will never forget. Uh, and, and it was special special for you uh to to have raced with him and and uh have that relationship with him uh, at the track and then um you know for him to win and and that's just that's awesome so congratulations to him yeah it is awesome and i agree um absolutely it Wes, something i wanted to talk about here tonight before we get to it i do want to mention we are going to have michael chilton excited about that man very uh, grateful for him, his willingness. We're just a little local podcast. We ain't been doing this very long. And so for him to be willing to come on and join us is a, is a very cool thing. And we greatly appreciate it. He's going to be joining us at 830. Uh, the comment section been kind of quiet here tonight, Wes. So I want to ask the fans, you know, join in, comment, talk with us, you, you know, uh, give us your input on this topic. And when Michael joins us later, 
I'm going to have some heavy hitter questions for him. So I want to ask the fans, if you've got a question you'd like us to ask Michael when he gets on the show here with us here in just a few minutes, let us know in the comment section. We'll try to get that in uh, because we want your participation. This is this is your show. This is for you all. So uh, give us some questions there in the comments for Michael here in just a few minutes as well when he jumps on here with us at 30. So, uh, but Wes, you know, this is a question. And the reason I bring it up is I've seen – so much negative publicity about racetracks, just comments, things. It seems like on social media, it almost seems like sometimes it's like a firestorm sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, one I person do. does it and then it just keeps coming. And I'm going to say this, look, I've been, I have been guilty myself. Like I, I'm, I'm just being completely honest, 100% transparent about, something saying something negative on social media facebook whatever about a racetrack i have I've, I've been guilty myself one time i did it and i'm gonna tell you like i immediately regretted regretted it i mean it, it was stupid on my part uh you know like i said immediately regretted it and um i remember early on when we first started dirt race i just i feel like here's my take on it and then i, I want you to give me yours as well man but um, my opinion on this is that there's just never, there's just never a good, a good time. It's, it's never a good idea. And I'll tell you why the reason is 99% of the people don't have a clue what you're talking about. That's one reason. The second reason is it's not productive. Never in any situation. Like it's just, it's not going to turn out to be one of those things. that's like, a, it's never going to be productive. I understand why it happens, and the reason it happens, I think, is that we are passionate about our sport, right? We are. Right. And if it wasn't for that, well, racing just wouldn't be worth it if we didn't have passionate fans and passionate people involved in the sport. So I get why it happens, but, you know, like I said, and I'm not, you know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm as guilty, I'm guilty myself, but it, it truly is just, it's never a good idea because it's it's just it's one of those things it's like it's 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 never it's never productive i agree 100 percent with with what you said there um i don't like to see it at all um furthermore i mean you can look at it um when people get on social media and and you know that kind of goes hand in hand you know when they bash restaurants or you know, different places that they've went to or stayed, you know, that's kind of like the same, the same scenario when, when they criticize a racetrack, it's, it's bad publicity. Um, you know, it could have been a circumstance that happened. And as you said in the racing deal, yes, we're passionate, whether we're, you know, racers or whether we're fans, um, and I know there's there's instances and in, in specific situations that happen, um, but anytime I see people get on and, and social media, Facebook, um, Twitter, whatever, um, and, and criticize a racetrack, it, it's just negative, and I don't like to see it um, when they when they you know bash promoters or series or tracks or drivers. I don't, I don't like to see any of that because 
it's just negative and uh we've got to be positive and uh you know stay optimistic and and you know keep keep our sport our sport growing and uh you know kind of kind of what me and you are doing here i mean we uh we love dirt racing we love the tracks in our in our area in our state our region here and uh we want to promote them and lift them up and the promoters and our drivers and uh you know see this to continue and grow um but yeah i'm just like you on I don't like the I don't like the criticizing at all. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I just don't think it. I think it's one of those things. It's just it's it's uh, sort of you know it's one of those things. Like I said, it's just when it comes down to it, I think people do it. I think there's a few reasons. I think sometimes it's out of anger, and it's out of passion, and it's sometimes it's like I'm going to show you sort of thing, you know, watch this, watch what I can do uh, kind of thing. Um, But then the other side of it is I think it's like, well, maybe something good will come of it. But like I said, I just, I don't think there's ever a time where, uh, where that happens. And, and um, so I think if there's an issue there, there's a way to handle it um, outside of, uh, you know, public comments and things. Um, it, it, social media is a double-edged sword really i think when it comes down to it because right. tracks and promoters and everybody's so much more accessible it's good in the sense that it's easy to promote events and things going on in the sport but uh you know it can easily be bad as well um because everybody has uh everyone at their fingertips and so um i just think we have to be careful i, I remember Early on in Dirt Race, this was like 2013, I just recently started Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass and was traveling around going to all different tracks and live updates and news and all kinds of stuff that I was doing. And I was aggravated, upset um, at a particular track, and uh, Sarah and Victor Lee were both very instrumental in helping me get this whole thing off the ground back then. They were, they were super helpful. And I remember I was talking to Sarah Lee and I was like, you know, I want to post, I want to let everybody know. And she's like, don't you dare. (laughs) She's like, I will, I will hunt you down. You know, she's like, it just, people don't, people don't know the difference in what you're talking about. She, she said, keep your mouth shut, you know? So, and I'm glad she did because we all get upset. I understand that. You know, we're, we're passionate and sometimes there's things to be upset about. Um, but you know, there's just more productive ways to, to handle it. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, if you've got a certain issue or, or something, I'm sure you can go and, and talk to the, you know, track owner, promoter, series director, whatever, go and go and talk about the issue and work it out between you all. And, and that's your all's business. You know, don't really, don't have to get everybody involved in it. Uh, it's just best that you all work that out between between the two of you and, and get it settled because a lot of times, like you said, you might be mad and upset and could say something or or type something out. And then after the fact, you feel awful about it. And it's like, well, I shouldn't have done that. That's a mistake that I made um, after you cool off and you see what happened. So just a you know, just a thought, and, and that's a great question that that uh, that you bring up there. 
Yeah, it is a good thought. Well, uh, Wes, we're going to take a quick break here for just a second on our podcast portion. I do want to let everybody know you can listen to this again on your favorite podcast platform, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. But on that podcast, we have uh, advertising things on there that we need to take just a quick break for. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. And when we do, we'll have uh, Michael Jelton here on the show with us. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, folks. Well, we are back. Uh, thank you for that uh, brief commercial break there. Uh, we've got now on the line, Salvisa, Kentucky's the wild child, Michael Chilton. Michael, how are you tonight, buddy? Well, I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing good. Hey, uh, we're just so thankful um, for you coming on and uh, on tonight's show. And it's just awesome, man. We're, we're tickled to death to have you anytime i appreciate it it's good to, good to be on here and kind of trying to promote uh dirt racing in general and you know the whole deal we do yeah i think you cut out there just a little michael uh sure. have we got you Can yeah you? okay all right well first and foremost uh we just want to congratulate you on uh winning the northern uh part of the our man, uh, late model series there. Uh, that's, a uh, and, and, you know, basically you've got the, the Southern division locked up as well. Um, but, uh, congratulations on that. I know, uh, you and your team have, uh, traveled, uh, traveled all over, um, you know, in, in our region and, and, uh, the States around us and, uh, just congratulations on that. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a, been a lot of traveling, you know, went to some places we had never been. Um, you know, been a couple times we've traveled out and it rained and we had to come back, you know, we could have raced a little closer, but you know, that's kind of part of chasing points deal. And, you know, at the end of the year, it's going to probably been worth it. You know, the time we wrap the Southern deal up and then won the Northern. So that's a pretty good deal for us. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, tell us about some of those tracks that, that you visited that you'd never raced on this year. Uh, we went to Muskegon County there once. Actually, we went to it last year and got rained out this year. Went to Atomic, um, end up got a got a win up there, and then got a win at Portsmouth, which we'd been to, but we had just struggled. And uh, it's kind of odd that the, the, probably two of the tracks on on that Northern deal that I thought we would struggle was the two that we ended up winning at this year. So that was you know kind of a a change. And anyway, anytime you go win at a new track, you know that's kind of a plus too. So. Um, it's been, the Northern deal has been, been pretty good to us this year. It's kind of a neat deal, uh, Josh Chastain here, uh, Michael, but, uh, kind of a neat deal. Wes and I were talking about, we're sort of surprised, um, one of you know, a track that you usually seem to win a lot at, uh, Lake Cumberland Speedway. Um, I don't believe you've had a win there yet, but then a couple of tracks you, you hadn't raced that much and you go and you pick up some wins. So, um been a unique season i guess yeah yeah it kind of is that's what i told bobby there after we didn't win last saturday at lake Cumberland. i said i believe this is the first year maybe since i've been racing that i haven't won a race there uh, we've been close and run the top three you know several times and uh brandon's kind of reconfigured that thing a little different than it was it, you know it races a little different than it did you know a couple years ago and uh just kind of make I don't know. We just couldn't quite get a handle on it quite this year. We, like I say, we were, we were decent, but we weren't exceptionally good there. Yeah. Um, that's something, something Josh and I had, had talked about and, uh, you know, just in our observance and 
we've watched uh watched a lot of races there that that you've been in and 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 you know this year as well and uh that's one that that you've really had a lot of success at um throughout your career and and this year it's it's not that you've really struggled there but like you said you you just not really not really got the handle on it and and been able to to uh put yourself in victory lane there um something something i want you to go over and, and kind of answer for for a lot of the fans uh, you've also had kind of a kind of a unique career. Uh, you didn't start out any in any of the lower divisions. You just kind of took the bull by the horns and and uh, started in the late model division, uh, if you will. So, kind of go over your career and uh, when you started and and uh, how you got the nickname the Wild Child. Uh, well, we started out. I raced go karts there. I don't know. I was eleven or twelve. Raced those for like half a season and then there was a guy that lived up the road from us that dad knew that had like those mini those mini cups the little half size um cars and we ended up racing those on asphalt for until i was 15 and then we've done a little bit of dirt racing with those when i was 15 also and then uh, pretty much went straight from them just jumped straight to late models and which there wasn't a crate series or anything back then you know it was just you had pretty much open wheels and, and modifieds and, and late models. So we just went on and jumped. Dad wanted to go go full time and, you know, go big. So we decided just to do the whole super deal. And, uh, and we, you know, just kind of went from there. I probably got the wild child name from Wilder and I'll get out and tearing a lot of stuff up back in the day. I mean, <laughs> if they're in Lake Cumberland, there's probably not a spot on the wall that I haven't hit. I'll guarantee you that. I guess yeah, I, I can stuff see like that. that is where I got my name from. But you've been fun to watch, man. All all these years and and watching you throughout your career, it, it it's uh, it's just, like I said, it's been a lot of fun. Um, talking about though, from back, you know, thinking from when you first started till now, uh, how how much has late model racing changed since uh, you first started? it's you can't even begin to explain the amount of change you know the cars have went you know from 2003 2004 you know to now you know there was there was only a few changes maybe 10 different changes you could make for the most part on those cars back in the day you know on those rayburn cars and really you only made about three you know you had three changes you did basically everywhere you went and now you've probably got three or four hundred changes that you can make between shocks and stack springs and bump springs. And I mean, it's the, the shock technology that's got into dirt late model racing has really evolved the sport. And it's it's good in a way, but it also kind of is it makes it a lot harder on a local racer, I feel like, too, to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like <clears throat> for you guys, you know, down around here. I'm sure racing is a lot different than say you go to Eldora. Um, I mean, how, how difficult is it these days to go up there and, and run with those guys that, that do this for a living and, and have, have all the, the resources behind them? Oh, I mean, it's, it's definitely tough, you know, especially like Eldora, you got to have some things go your way, but you've got to have your car. I mean, it's got to be spot on, you know, used to, I feel like it was probably, 25% car and 75% driver. Now it's probably 90% car and 10% driver. You know, if you get these cars perfect, you know, mm. 
they're a lot they're not easy to drive i'm not gonna say that i mean they're still a handful to drive not just anybody can jump in and drive but you know you got you know teams that's got three or four full-time engineers and you know three or four full-time guys working on them and you know searching into this and trying and the newest latest greatest thing i mean it's just hard to keep up but that also is what makes it you know if you beat those guys it, it makes it even that much better when you do beat them yeah no doubt i'm i'm sure it does uh Wes, I, I promised you this. This was your get. Listen, this is the thing people don't realize. I I put the show together. I come up with the plan. I do the graphics, all that stuff. But there's only one worldwide Wes. Uh, you know, <laughs> he got you on here, and uh, so I, I'm not. I'm not stealing the show from you, Wes. I to- listen. I told you. I told you you could ask this much question. I I got him lined up. Got him on the show, <laughs> worldwide yeah. Wes. But I told you I wasn't going to hog the hog the interview. Um. I know uh, this weekend's a big weekend. Uh, a lot of fans have been asking, uh, uh, "Are you going to be at the at the Fall Fifty um, this weekend at Florence?" Speaking yes, that's yeah, that's the plan. Is to be there, be there Saturday. Good deal. I know that's a that's a a special race. Um, you know, kind of later in the in the year, and and a big one at Florence. I know they they always put on a put on a heck of a show. Uh, you know, later in the, in the month of October up there for, for that fall 50. Um, and one that, uh, hopefully we'll be able to, to attend this weekend for sure. Yeah, it's, usually, it's usually one we try to easily have circled on our calendar, you know, the spring 50 fall 50 and it's two of my favorite races they have at Florence. We actually won the fall 50 there two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, it, it's going to be a little different probably this year, starting at three o'clock. It's, you know, it's probably gonna be a little different racetrack than we're used to seeing, but, Florence always, you know, manages to have a good track, and I'm sure it'll be a good race. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure too. Uh, Michael Despain, Spanky says, thanks for your support of the Valvoline Ironman Lake Model Series of the course of the past couple of seasons, and congratulations on the series championship. And also thank you for your friendship from you and your race team. Uh, that's that's a big shout-out from Spanky. Uh, uh, we uh, it is. It is. I appreciate all Spanky does. And a lot of guys don't see the stuff behind the scenes that, you know, he does. There's a, he's not just an announcer, you know, for, for the Ironman deal. He, he does a lot of other things that people don't realize. And, you know, he's a big help and uh, it's always a pleasure hanging out and talking to him. Yeah. He, yeah. He, uh, he, he really does, man. Like I had the opportunity to sit for a couple of years in the booth with him, uh, you know, access with dirt racing, the bluegrass and the things he does in the booth and not just in the booth, but, before the race and after the race and all that stuff is uh unbelievable um you know everything he does for the sport i agree with you on that michael talking about the uh, the uh, fall 50 coming up at florence uh all super late model drivers when we get you guys on here i like to do what we call heavy hitter questions because we know this weekend at florence there's going to be some heavy hitters there uh to to deal with and so um, we're we're looking forward to, to seeing you up there but i'm gonna ask you uh, four questions that I put together, and then we've got some fan questions that have come through in the comment section here for you. Uh, rapid fire, I'll match you. Are you ready for it? Uh, yeah, I guess I better be. <laughs> I guess so. All right, so who's the person most influ- influential to your success? Um, I'm going to go with my wife, Kristen. She, you know, there's times I get aggravated and don't want to go, and she's like, you know, she's always behind me pushing me and, you know, She's just a big positive influence on my, my racing career. All right. Do you have a beer of choice? 
have a what? A beer. A choice. beer bush light. Bush light. There no, you no. So, yeah, see, I see natural light, Miller light, see all kinds of options. But That's there you right. Go, bush light. Uh, all right. So, Brad Lawson, this is a question from a fan. says, <laughs> uh, if you could only race at one track for the rest of your career, what track would that be? I'm going to have to go with Bulls Gap. Man, I love that place, especially since Vic Hill kind of took it over. He's done a done a number to that place, and it has been awesome since I've been there, since he's had it. Well, that that seems like a good place for the wild child. I'll yeah, I usually right. We usually have pretty pretty good finishes there, and, and end up yeah. end up doing pretty good there. It's a fast place, man. Yes. I, yep. I'll tell you, it is. I, I watched uh, many a good race there. I, I would say Tazewell, like. but the way my luck is at Tazewell, I would just destroy way too much stuff there. Tazewell owes you. Several. I did. We did win a big one there, so I feel like we got a little redemption there a couple years right. last year. But it still, it still owes it you. It still owes me a few. I feel like <laughs> this isn't really a question, but Justin Lay says winning the race at with three wheels on the car was pretty impressive. Winning the race at Richmond, do you do you remember that? Uh, I remember one race at Richmond. We broke the left front upper A arm or something, and I think we end up winning. And then we also finished it. It was at Rock Castle. We ended up running, I think, second or third. I broke a right rear wheel off coming to the checker. That may have been the race that we're referring to. That was last year at Rock Last year, the year before last at Rock Castle. Okay, got you. Wendy uh, says, are you going to be at Florence this weekend? The answer is yes. Yeah. He, he will be there, one of his favorite races. So that is uh, that is that is good. Uh, which racer do you think your biggest competition, Wendy also asked this, biggest competition this weekend oh florence pierce is going to be there this weekend he's always really good there and then you got josh rice i mean he's he's pretty much dominated that place every race this year except for you know the north south so i'm gonna say but probably josh rice or bobby pierce that's that's two two good answers i would say for sure uh, yeah yeah uh all right, so why 97? How did you come up with that number? Uh, the, when we got the first mini cup that we had, we had a lawn care service, and Dad had all John Deere tractors, lawnmowers, everything. And back then, the NASCAR car that was driven by Chad Little was the number 97. And Dad surprised me and had the car painted up for Christmas one year, and it was painted up just like that car, and the number stuck ever since. That's a cool story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, just kind of. Awesome. I guess he chose that number for me. Well, yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing, and you and you never changed it. Just, never changed it. Stuck it. No. And now the first go kart we bought had an eighteen on the side of it, and we bought it. We raced it for six months, and then after that, we were you know the first year first year race mini cups was ninety seven. Been that since then. <laughs> that's cool. That is cool. All right, one more uh, favorite hobby besides racing. Oh me. It used to be I racing. I used to play it all the time, which I guess that's kind of a side off of racing. Um, just hanging out. That's, I mean, really, I don't have time to do many other hobbies other than race. You know, once once we get racing, it's it's full kill from spring to fall. And in the winter, you're working on race car, getting it back ready. So that pretty much takes up the biggest part of my time. Yeah, I would say now, speaking of I racing, have you had the chance to play the new World of Outlaws game yet? I bought it for my son, Gavin. 
and he he stays on it so much I haven't got time. <laughs> Skylar Muller's been on me all week this week saying I need to get on and play. Him and Cameron and all of them get on and play, so I'm going to have to get on there and see if I can keep up with them. It is. It's pretty cool, man. Like for a for a console video game, I have to say I've I've never played iRacing. Uh, uh, I live in Madison County where we only get dial up internet. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm still I'm just I'm yeah I'm, I'm sour about that. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I haven't played iRacing, but I I have played the World of Outlaws game. It's it's pretty good for a console. But I don't know if it still probably is not going to compete with the old school PlayStation 2 World of Outlaws from 2002. I still have it in the Toter home, and we'll play it on Rainouts. And stuff. <laughs> we keep yeah. it in there and been in the Toter home for years. Yeah, I know a lot of people still got that game, mm-hmm. man. That's uh, that's that's a classic. That's one that'll never go away. It's that's like right. 150 bucks on on eBay too. Yeah, it's way more than it was when it was new. So, yeah, we need to we need to all get on there and play. I've got it on Xbox, so we need to we need to get on there and. And play with the the Marler brothers. Yeah, it, yeah, they say it's a good time. I think Skyler's got addicted to it lately, so <laughs> I'm afraid to get on. I, I I've got enough race car work. I'll be playing video games still working on my car if I ain't careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see that for sure. All mm-hmm. right, Wes, I just had, I just asked ten questions in the amount of time it took you to ask two. So you you go. Ahead. <laughs> Listen, my my questions are are long and intensive. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not. So yeah, I mean you you don't need me to ask the questions. You just need me to line up the the drivers. No, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, I guess one question, kind of kind of later in the season, be you know looking looking forward to twenty twenty three. What's kind of your your plans as far as schedule series? Are you going to go to Florida and run speed weeks? Kind of. Kind of give us your uh, your kind of your game plan for for the end of this year into 2023. Um, well, for start off the end of this year, we got like say Florence this weekend, and then I'm probably going to do that two day deal at Richmond, and then we've got the two day deal at Duck River, and we got one race at Boyd's and four eleven left on the Ironman deal, and that'll probably be it for the rest of this year. As far as Florida, I don't know. I'd like to go if we can kind of get thing get all the stars lined up to go i would i'd like to go back to east bay at least one one more time uh, we, we've been a couple times not had a lot of success there but i'd like to go back um just going to kind of try to depend on how how things line out how busy i am with work um if work's slow i'll go if work's booming then i'll probably it's hard to take off work and you know go right. to florida you, you know you basically make two weeks time you get stuff ready and then you know go and come back um i don't know what we're going to do as far as race wise i don't really know that i'm gonna run a series next year i'd like to do a little bit more hit and miss than i did this year you know build run the north south this year um kind of hit up some bigger races when they're close you know um just kind of maybe chase a little bit of money this year do a little bit of or next year. schedule with yeah just kind of kind of chasing there and everywhere i mean and there's not i'm not seeing many series you know chris hadn't got his iron man deal um, lined out for sure next year as far as scheduling we may end up doing some of it or all of it i don't know for sure it's kind of going to depend on scheduling but i would like to run some of the bigger races that i feel like we missed out on this year yeah and that's understandable i know it's tough um it, it, it's it's great that you run the series but then 
there's going to be scheduling conflicts and that's just part of it. I mean, that, everybody, everybody's going to schedule and, you know, the drivers go where they can. You know? That's exactly right. I mean, there's only so many weekends, you know, that we can race in a year and then you have rain outs and other stuff. And sometimes you got to schedule on top of other events. That's just kind of part of it. We, we knew that going into the points deal this year, you know, like I say, it was thinking of being like 30 some odd races between both series. Um, so that takes up, you know, a lot of the weekends, you know, throughout the race season. Um, that left a few others open, but you know we'll uh, we'll see how the schedule plays out. And you know I, I for sure would like to you know bounce around, and hit some races, maybe go to some places we haven't been yet. Yeah, you mentioned East Bay. That's that's one that's circled on my bucket list, and I know I've not I've not got a whole lot of years left if if rumor has it uh, that that track's going to be closing. So that's one that I would love to to go to. This uh, it's not a rumor; it's happening. Well, I'm hoping it's a rumor, but I, I know kind of keep trip. hoping it'll be a rumor too. I, I'd like to, I want to at least go back one more time before they, you know, close the doors there. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely one. I mean, I sit at home in my living room and watch it, um, but it's just, it's not the same. And, and I've talked to, uh, to people that say uh, that's their favorite track, you know, to go and watch a race is yeah is, it, it does it I, I when we went i didn't make any of the races there so i got to watch a lot that was for sure i mean it, it does it does put on some good races ken short says go to falls have you ever been out there to some of those midwest tracks falls no. it seems like a good place for the wild child I'll just that's that was what i was fixing to say that was definitely one <laughs> that would be on my bucket list to go to is fairberry um, I'd like to catch like a, you know, a weekend or maybe even a summer national swing where you can go to, you know, you can hit up three or four or five of those, you know, bull rings out there that, that race really good, you know, big cushions, get up on the wheel. That's kind of seems to be my more, more of my style. And I definitely like to, you know, make a trek out there at some point next year. I haven't been any further, you know, west than maybe like Kokomo or something like that. It's probably the furthest west I've been. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun to watch it for sure. Yeah, it, it, it'd be a good time anyway. Bobby may get tired of putting decking and bodies and quarter <laughs> panels and T-bars and all that in, but we just have to make sure we take plenty with us. Yeah, won't hurt him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, Bobby's going to be Bobby regardless. So that's if true. You gotta, if you got to do that, and and that's something I wanted to touch on. I was I was keeping that that question in my pocket, but what's a what's a driver crew chief relationship? Uh, between you and Bobby, uh, <laughs> love him to death. He always aggravates the far out of me every time I see him um, at the racetrack, and and I take that as he uh, he loves me. Uh, but yeah, he aggravates the far out of me. So talk a little bit about him. Give him some. Give him some love or some tough love. Bobby's uh, he, telling us to be easy too. Bobby. Uh, we ain't gonna be easy. We ain't gonna be easy, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby's usually happy unless I'm you know blowing the deck out or. Knock the spoiler off four or five times within the night. He's usually cussing me over that. But if we end up with a with a good finish, he's usually happy about that. So, but now he does. He he keeps a he keeps the biggest part of that deal going. You know, I work twelve fourteen hours a day most of the time. By the time I get in and get a bite to eat, get the kids in bed. You know, a lot of times he's already got pretty much everything done. You know, throughout the week. Um, you know, he he's a big big part of you know keeping our operation going. If it wasn't for him, it be it'd be hard to do it without him that's for sure and i appreciate all that he does you know but uh, for the most part if he likes you he'll aggravate you to death that's for sure 
I know we give him a hard time, but Bobby does work his butt off, and and yeah, I know he does. that I know that you appreciate him, and and he's a hard worker. I mean, he 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 works hard on that car, and he loves it. You can't hardly get a smile out of him unless he he's on you really hard. But uh, most of the time, you know, Bobby's just Bobby, and that's, uh, that's right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, got to give you got to give you a little little props there, Bobby. We know we know you bust your butt and. And you love the racing, and and uh, you love that '97 car. So, yeah, and we got to give you some props too, Michael. Uh, we're running toward the end of our show here on the podcast, but I got to tell you, I really appreciate you uh, being willing to to come on here with us. You're a you're a fan favorite in this area for sure. And uh, if we if we're not getting any interaction, or we're afraid everybody unlike the page or something like that, we just have to say Michael Chilt and make sure everybody's still there. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it really means a lot. Uh, we haven't been doing this podcast very long, but for you to be willing to come on here with us and, uh, and just spend a few minutes of your time. Uh, no problem. I appreciate being on, like say anything we can do to, you know, help promote, promote the sport and you know try to get new people involved i mean you got to keep the stands full and and you know keep people involved to keep to keep being able to pay these purses and you know keep these cars going around yeah that is for sure before we let you go we always like to give everybody uh, all of our drivers just a, a minute to thank all the all the people that make this all possible for you uh first off i mean steve kate with kate yeah big part of this deal i mean he keeps uh keeps us in motors and cars and you know if we need something, if I need something to feel like we need to get faster, I just need to let him know, and, you know, he'll he'll do whatever we got to do to get it took care of. Uh, MKC Transport, Rick Purvis with Purvis Contracting, he stepped up this year and helped us out, and it's, you know, it's been a whole lot. Every little bit helps. Uh, Bobby at Irvin Enterprises, of course, got to mention him. Equiplink, Gulfstream, CNC Ready Mix, Parkview Home Center, Bluegrass Radiator, and Dan, it's his first year. I mean, he's always helped me a little bit, but he, he has stepped up a whole lot this year, and and kept us in radiators. We know I've tore several out, so definitely thank him. Clayton Holmes, uh, Hoosier Race Tires, Buda Burke Transmissions, Rocket, and Slicker Graphics. All right. The slicker well, the better. Yeah, that's right. The slicker the better. That's right. That's a good-looking race car, too. I, I, I appreciate it. You. It really is. It always is, of course, but uh, they, they did a good job on it. Michael, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, Hunter Sexton says, I say bring Michael back again for another episode. We'll we'll do that for sure, but uh, good luck at the uh, Fall 50 at Florence this weekend. Good luck the rest of the year. Uh, we'll, we'll see you there, and, and uh, can't wait. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you, Michael. Y'all yeah, have you a good night. Good night buddy. Yeah. You too. You too, buddy. All right, Michael Chilton and Wes, you know, I said it, it's just cool to have him here on here with us. Uh, definitely, I would say, if not the, one of the most popular drivers in our state um, when it comes to super late model racing, it don't get much bigger around here than uh, the wild child does it. That's exactly right. Um, and, and he's got a, a huge following of fans and uh, he's been at it for, for a long time, as he said, you know, started in the late model when he was 15, 16 years old. And, uh, he's about the same age as me. So you can kind of, kind of figure that. And, uh, and it's cool how he was talking about how the car has kind of changed, uh, throughout the years of, of his career. Um, definitely a, a huge name in the sport and, uh, hope to see him jump out and, and, uh, hit some of these, 
bigger national races and uh, get to race at some of the some of the bucket list tracks um, on his list for sure. Yeah, I agree with you uh, absolutely, and and um, always fun watching him race. Well, real quick before we jump off here, while we've still got some people on the podcast this evening, I do want to make sure we promote this coming weekend's events. Saturday night's going to be a busy, busy night, uh, Wes, uh, in the Bluegrass State. Uh, we got the Fall 50 coming up at Florence Speedway, 10,000 to win late models, 1,500 to win mods, 800 to win sport mods, 500 to win Hornets, and 300 to win Crown Vicks. So very, one of those, one of those racings I always look forward to. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh... – as Michael said, the the fall fifty and the spring fifty are are always two very special races, and you never know who's going to show up for either one of those um, because you know guys can be traveling through um, just a you know a cool you know different different drivers from the area you know throughout the throughout the states, so you just never know what kind of what kind of drivers you're going to have there but it's definitely going to be a good show at Florence yeah that is for sure tell us about Thunder Mountain Thunder Mountain Speedway there in Corbin Kentucky uh Crates and Sportsman are both going to run together uh, this weekend they're in the late model division 1500 to win open wheel modifieds a thousand to win KDRA super stocks a thousand to win hobby stocks 500 and front wheel drives a thousand um, so you can see there, uh, crates must run a 1600 or 58 on the right rear and sportsmen can run, uh, 1350 or 48 on the right rear. Um, so there's another, another option to, uh, to go see some great racing, um, this weekend, uh, to run up there to, uh, Thunder Mountain and see, uh, see the track and, and what Dennis Barton has going on. And then also Willard Speedway, uh, Saturday, October twenty second. Trick or treat on the trick and treat on the track. Super late models, pro crate late models, sport mods, and four cylinders. Um, Willard Speedway is a track that I've never uh, been to, and definitely uh, one that I'd like to like to make the trip over and uh, and watch it uh, there at Willard Speedway. Have you ever been, Josh? Uh, actually back when I was, uh, when I was racing, um, started to make the trip up there made it to Mount Sterling and it rained out. So it was, it, that would have uh, been my last race, uh, uh, had I, had I been able to make it. But, uh, unfortunately I've never been there either. Seen a lot of videos. Looks like a fun little track. I want to say this too, while we're on this topic of Willard Speedway, um, you know, Wes, we, we sort of decided on the podcast to to stick to a, a confined area, I guess you would say, of racetracks for simple reasons, really. Mainly just being logistics, you know, like we only have so much time, so many episodes, just trying to get to drivers, trying to get to tracks. And, you know, right. it's hard because we're just two people and we have, you know, careers and a lot of a lot of things going on. That's mainly the reason. I mean, we want to promote every track in the state, you know, really yeah, when it absolutely. comes down to it. Um, we do. And and it's nothing personal or, or anything like it's location. It's logistics, really, I think, when it comes down to it. But with Willard Speedway, 
I do think we'll begin to talk, uh, you know, talk about them. They actually messaged me and asked me to, to uh, advertise this event. And I appreciate them doing that. I also think that we will um, include them in the divisions that we can in our, our dirt racing in the bluegrass region championships coming up at the beginning in 2023. We've been talking about that a lot um, just because we need tracks that are going to be on board with it. One of my biggest concerns with the region championships is we, we've got to be able to have tracks that are going to be on board with us because we need their results. You know, we need to make sure that they're going to be uh, in, in tune and, and be helpful with, with what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I think adding Allen, adding Willard Speedway to our, our regional championship um, just gets a another amount of drivers from that part of the state involved and can also bring some of the racers from our area that if their track's not running, you know, they can venture out and hit a new track and, and also count that, that weekend of racing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. And I think it's cool that they reached out to us to help and promote their their race this weekend. So there's three opportunities, you know, to to go watch racing on on Saturday night. You know, go support one of them. Yeah, I agree completely. Well, one more item of business, Wes, uh, before we end the show here this evening. I'm just going to tell you, I'm conceding the uh, the uh, uh, steak dinner challenge. You, you picked the winner this past uh, the past uh, pick them we did at Lake Cumberland. Yeah. You picked Mike Marler to win that event. Um, I kind of left the door open on that one for you, um, and uh, so so good job to you. But you've won. I owe you a steak dinner because there's just not enough events left uh, uh, to to cover for me to catch up to you. You you blew me out of the water. So. Uh, congratulations. You, you go on about worldwide west so you, you are, actually man. gave me that name so i know i actually did i actually uh, gave you that name and it stands true and uh so anyways I'll, I'll be i'll be buying you a steak dinner sometime soon um so uh yeah but anyways just for fun uh-huh. uh we're gonna pick the winner of the fall 50 at florence speedway coming up on saturday night for late models um uh, I will go ahead and, and, and since I've already conceded uh, defeat, um, I'm going to pick the winner. I'll go first, and uh, I'm going to go with the, the guy we just had on the show here, uh, the wild child, Michael Chilton. See, you took my pick. I was going to go with the wild child, but that's a great pick. So with me going now, I'm going to have to go with Josh Rice. Josh will get the victory. All right, and we're we'll do one more Thunder Mountain Speedway uh, coming up on Saturday night as well. Modifieds, who's your pick to win? I'll let you go first on that one. Modifieds, mm, I'm going Ben Petrie. All right, there you go. Well, that was actually going to be my pick, but since you well, see, I mean, it's like see, I guess I we guess just swapped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's payback. I know, man. Hey, uh, what can what can I say? Anyway, so all right. Since you took my pick, I guess I will go with uh, Brian Nance to win at Thunder Mountain. Brian Nance at twenty two. Yeah, I spoke to Tyler Rigsby in the modifieds. I know he's going to be there. Several others already told me they're going to be there, so they'll they'll have a good field of cars there at Thunder Mountain Saturday night. Good field of cars at Willard. They always do uh, over there. Of course, it's the Fall 50 at Florence. It's going to be a good weekend of racing. We're looking forward to it. do want to thank everybody for joining in with us here this evening. 
I do believe this is our biggest live audience we've ever had here on uh, Dirt Racing and the Bluegrass Live. It means a lot for us uh, to us for you to be willing to join us this evening. Thank you so much, and we will see you at the races. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>